This is the final word daily coming to you from indoor where Barat has finally got a break, Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross. He's brought Daniel with him back with us while we're getting the sound check of a very Richie Benno 122 122 coming through the PA. Uh, it's a warm night in indoor. It's the night before the test match. Uh, you two have just got back into India uh, and here you are. I mean, we could start there, or we could, we maybe before we get to India Australia, we should start with the New Zealand England Test match yeah, because yeah. I'm sure you've been glued to that, uh, those results as well, you've been yeah, travelling. Well, yeah, the results, yes, and yeah, obviously I've overclubbed it wearing a jumper here, but this is the this is what I was wearing in the freezing cold of London when going to the airport. Uh, the more dishevelled version of my my hair, and, and Daniel's been travelling for about 30 hours as well before we had our reunion in Delhi today. And when I got to Delhi about half an hour before he did. I saw that England required nine runs to win with Ben Folkes batting with Jack Leach who'd faced 22 balls without scoring. And at the very back of the plane where I was, I did a quick Google. I'm like, what network is this game on in India? Mm. And worked out it was on Amazon Prime. I've got an Amazon subscription. Within seconds, I'm watching, fuck, here we are. I'm watching this. How good's this? And watched it all the way out the plane through to the, um, through to the immigration desk, which is when the last week it fell, Jimmy Anderson. Everyone around me is like, unable to comprehend why I was so like, whoa, we were a run away from a tie. I'm not entirely sure they knew it was going to be a tie on television, yeah. by the way. The television commentary didn't really talk about a tie. That's a whole, whole other thing. I was wondering about that too, because you are such an obsessive about the tie. Yeah. I thought you, you would be bitterly disappointed that this was a one-run result. Yeah. Because, you know, had the wide been called had and then Anderson gets out next ball, it is a tie. So you landed just afterwards and you would have seen your phone explode. Uh, yeah, I did see my phone explode, but I mean, I've got to say, uh, this is why basketball is so great, because just when everybody was thinking, basketball's getting boring because England are bound to chase down 258 because they can chase down like 400 for three in 75 overs, um, they made sure that cricket, test cricket stayed alive by losing by one run. Because, uh, you know, if they won by one wicket, it would never have been as much fun as losing by one run. I think losing by one run yep. is the best, it's a better result than a tie, because actually a tie, I know there have only been a couple of them, but... Uh, at the end of it, you both feel like, Ugh. but if one side wins by one run, the euphoria mm. of that 10th wicket, it cannot be matched in a game of cricket. And nice work from England, I thought, absolutely superbly done. I was just starting to think, actually, while we were recording this, that you said Barrett has got a rest. And I felt very much like Barrett um, when he does his uh, podcast with Mel Farrell. Uh, it, was, uh, it was it was quite enjoyable just sitting between the two of you as you were chatting away. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, how far off the draw were they in, in that oh, game? No, was no, that, no, no. So that was a never in the equation. Hours. So no. it was a three results on the table sort yep. of thing. Um, and for all of the talk about Brendan McCullum ball, they didn't go about it in that way in the fourth innings. Um, they just batted like normal, sensible well, people. Not quite. I mean, well, three, they went, they went, well, they were going at fours for a lot of the time. So when they were 80 for five, mm. their response to 80 for five was for Root to go Burko yep. and Stokes to Stokes to dig in. I mean, Stokes was crocked. There was, I was listening at that point because that was, well, let me get this straight, that was when I was in Doha for three hours. <laughs> so I was able to listen to Talk Sport 2 uh, via, the, via the, the, the interweb. And uh, yeah, his knee locked on a number of occasions. He was apparently in extreme pain. Uh, I think he even let out a whelp at one point, oh. which is very unstokesian. So, okay. yeah, warm me dick. Yeah, yeah. that's but, the one he gave out at Lords a couple of years ago. That's right. but, but you know, Jerry Kimber, a colleague of ours, did make a very good point that while all this was happening, 
He pointed out that I hadn't really properly considered this with Basball. New Zealand have been the most unlucky recipients of Basball losses because mm. they lost Colin de Grandom in that Lord's Test. Then they lost Kyle Jamieson partly because they lost Colin de Grandom. They didn't have Trent Bolt for the first test here. Then they lost Matt Henry because what you don't know is he had a back spasm. Mm -hmm. So literally Wagner, who was on his last legs, could be his last test match. Everyone was talking about that. So they effectively had only two really effective bowlers. Bracewell was okay against the left-handers, but against the right-handers, he was getting tonked. So, you know, I, was, I think it was fantastic for New Zealand because England have had quite a lot of good fortune. Now, you remember when they beat India, India insanely chose not to play Ashwin. Yes. Uh, if you remember, and then against South Africa, when South Africa were 1-0 up, they insanely chose to... They left out Marco Janssen. Yeah, left out Marco Janssen. Didn't they choose to bat or something? I'll tell they you chose to, yeah, chose to bat first on a green top and didn't pick the bloke that won the test the week before. That's right. So uh, And then Pakistan had none of their bowlers really available. So mm. England had quite a, a good run of good fortune, and um, it's come to an end. And it would have been uh, otherwise a clean, sweep, a clean sweep winter, wouldn't it? It would have been five test wins in winter. But they're pipped by one run. So there's still work to be done. Uh, Jeff, moving focus to where we are here at Indoor, which is a very charming little boutique well, stadium, by the way. Out, I mean, it's, it's outdoors, by the way. I mean, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you said clean sweep, and that's they keep telling us cleaner city in India. As soon as I got first to the impressions, airport. First impressions? Well, the first thing that you see on the wall there is India's cleaner city for the last six years running. And that, you know, they're, they're talking a big game, mm. but I, I like it. I and mean, what, what we've seen yep. so far from the cab to the, you know, to the, um, from the airport to the hotel to the ground, yep. we haven't had a chance to really sort of sink our teeth into it yet, but I can't wait to do that. The ground is... Is it, is it the same people who do the Tidy Town Awards? You know, when it would be like the birthplace of Shane Crawford would be the big sign oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. Tidy Town Award winner, 2006, <laughs> like, 1998, <laughs> 1993. Like who opened the Bunnings yeah. Warehouse is always like a, a right. moment in time. I saw our friend and colleague Dylan Leach sent through a photo earlier. For he's, at a, he's at a pub in, um, in Queensland where on the wall there's a plate signed by Darren Lehman, Jonathan Brown and my old boss Wayne Swan lined up along the wall there. So if you've got, you, you got your name signed up on a, on a plate, then there you go. But no, it feels like this is a more boutique style stadium. It's not massive. It's not like it... Like Delhi felt big, this doesn't feel gigantic. You feel a bit more on top of the action. Um, and I, I quite like the fact that our commentary position doesn't have boulders in front of it like we had at Nagpur. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not sitting behind the press box like we yeah. were at, um, at Delhi. So it's an improvement. Can I just make one observation, which, which our, our, listeners won't be, our viewers and listeners won't be able to see, but I'm looking at two seats, both called C233. And oh. uh, they're, they're right next to each other. I can imagine that they're could cause behind, a problem. One behind one, the other, one is, one is behind the other. Yeah. So if you've got, I mean, if they are ticketed, to see two, three, three, oh, that could cause a terrible ruckus. <laughs> so if you come to indoor yep. and you get seat two, two, three, three, seat two, three, three, be prepared for an argument. It's good to see that the uh, the Pan Bihar people haven't missed out um, here either after completely plastering Delhi. They've covered up most of this joint as well and the Joy e-bike lot. So they're certainly getting the value out of the signage. And uh, of course, India's number one shaving cream, which we saw last week prominently at Delhi as well. That um, is true. That's that's uh, V. John, or v. if you John. read Roman, 6 John. <laughs> Can where's, I where, where's, the, where's the cement though? That's my first time in India. Yeah. It's genuinely my first time in India and I expected to see a stadium which sells you cement because that's what every kid coming to the game wants. You know, mm. daddy, daddy, 
I want cement <laughs> yep. for Christmas. Well, which cement do you want, son? Well, it's well either Indian or Ambuja or whichever one it is. But there's no cement. It's more like uh, native content. If you work in the digital space, you'll know about this. They just build the entire stadium out of cement, and thus it advertises cement uh. by being, uh, you know, by just by being here. Can I tell you about uh, training today? I was going to say what I, the main thing I'm keen to learn from you is um, what have you seen at training? Who's likely to play for Australia? And is the KL Rahul Shubham Gill thing that we've been um, debating the last few days likely to happen? Well, I, who knows which way they're going to go on it, but they did, as we spoke about yesterday, have a bat off side by side, net by net, cheek by cheek, jail by jail. Kale Rahul wouldn't stop following Shubman Gill around, just followed him net to net, just psyching him out. Oh, betting well, are you? Betting well, are you, champ? Middling a few, are you? You know, that kind of thing. Um, today, I, I'm going to call it here. I think Todd Murphy's out. Didn't didn't bowl a ball today, and he always has a bowl uh, at training. Okay. He spent a lot of time talking to Dottomade, the chief selector. Um, he hung around and threw balls for the training drills, for the close-in catches and whatever. Didn't bowl a delivery. Um, and there was there was about half an hour of excitement after Steve Smith smoked this, spoke this morning that they might bring Lance Morris in to barrage the Indians, bombard them with short wow stuff. thing. Because because uh, Smith said something. Well, he said he said green coming in means could play the extra batter, could play three spinners, or we could go for more air speed. Right. And that meant Morris, right? Morris spent his whole day bowling off spin, mostly to Matthew Renshaw. So I'm going to tip that he is not playing either. He could be doing um, his Ollie Robinson did it Adelaide <laughs> he, Oval he, last year. He could be a dual threat. He could, but he did not bowl a fast delivery. Could be a triple threat. Sings, dances, acts. Didn't bowl a fast delivery today. So I think Boland will play because Murphy won't. And I, I think, think that's a good be, selection. Yeah. I reckon, I, you know, my, my view all day, all week has been Boland is effectively the third spinner. Yeah. That works for me because two of the three spinners they played at Delhi are but pups, they're, 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 well, I know that Kuhneman's a bit older than Murphy, but he's so young into his first-class career. You're asking a lot of him, opening the bowling as well. I think Boland, I know it won't be for Kuhneman, it'll be for Murphy in the scenario you're positing there, yep. but I, I think that's, that's quite sound selection. I know it's an extra seamer, and this looks like, from what we saw a moment ago, a pitch is going to be very dry at both ends, but that's fine. Boland's grown up playing on dead tracks at the MCG where he needed to bowl and landed on a thripney bit all day long. And, and that's what they'll need again here, building pressure that they couldn't always build at Delhi. Also, you can't, I can't see how you can need three spinners when nobody's scoring over 300 runs. I mean, Jack Leach has bowled 61 and a half overs in an innings because England only had like, you know, one and a half spinners. And actually, Patel's only taken one wicket in the series as right. well. Like India's primary spinners are doing the job. Exactly. So I don't, I don't know that the third spinner makes any sense really. But I, I suppose because Australia wanted someone who was going to take the ball away. You've also got Labashade and Smith, who are the worst. I mean, if you, if they're really- I think really Smith's got shaggers back though. Yeah. Right, but if there yep. is a partnership, if a partnership happens, then you know, you're going to like, you know, like Harry Brook did when he got rid mm -hmm. of, um, uh, of Kane Williamson. Well, Travis Head's their go-to now for and, their, and their Travis first part-time. So got three part-time. The triple-off spin attack. Um, yeah. And Marnus has been chucking off-breaks in the nets. He's been doing a lot of bendy elbow stuff, oh. um, you know, with the short sleeves on showing it off. I mean, just legalise it. Legalise chucking. Why not? Let's Send stop, him off to the University of Western around. Australia and get him with all the dots all over his arm. No, that's no, what let's I just, say. Let's just make it. If you're going under 100 k's an hour, you should be able to bend the elbow all you want. That's all. That's what <laughs> I say. Yeah, so chucking should be allowed up to a Speed. Yes. Like that. Speaking of bending the elbow, uh, um, we should, well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm we're going to get on it tonight necessarily, <laughs> but I, I do need a cold refreshment. I do need to just um, go over the beautiful commentary box that Barat's prepared for us next to yours, Jeff, uh, the ABC and, and SCN side by side again mm -hmm. this week. Uh, we're going to be making this program every night 
of the test match. We won't be inside the ground. We'll be on the street somewhere doing it yep. with the ground behind us. And let's hope it's a test that goes beyond three days this time. I mean, I'm not expecting great things from the Aussie team, I must say, <laughs> but marginal gains. And they're going to have to win. They're going to have to win one of these last two. I've just got a feeling that um, if, they're, if they're relying on Sri Lanka and New Zealand to break the way they want it to break in a month or so from mm. now, if destiny leaves our own hands when it comes to the WTC, that never ends well. That's right. Watch out for your overrate in the World <laughs> Test Championship. A little note for Australia there. Okay, this has been the final word daily. The day before the indoor test match, Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross lobbing in to join us as well. Uh, we'll be there and thereabouts throughout the test match and we'll see you then. Bye.